Well, hello everyone and welcome to a new episode. My name is Avi and together with Elise, I'm the co-host of the Femina podcast. As always, in this episode, it is our goal to start a new conversation, to break taboos, but mostly to just love and educate ourselves. And in this episode, I must say that we really succeeded. I spoke with Emily and she is an intimacy and empowerment coach and she just sheds a whole new light on ways to... I know this is going to sound cliche, but I'm going to say it anyway, to love yourself. And I think that her story is very relatable. And by being so relatable and so honest and just so pure, uh, she really inspired me. And I know that she has the power to just make you look at your body a little bit different after listening to this podcast than you did before. And I think that by making the intro longer i'm just going to take away from her powerful messages so i'm going to leave her to you but before we start i just want to inform you that we now have patreon and on patreon we share unedited episodes as well as our as well as our 18 plus content so this is basically a combination um of a behind the scenes look and you can hear all the stupid jokes that we make But you can also have access to um, content that we don't feel comfortable um, sharing with a younger audience. So if you're interested in that, Patreon is the place to be. Okay, so this ad has been long Um, enough. Please welcome Emily. I am Emily Henderson. I currently live in Portland, Oregon, and I'm extremely passionate about human connection and human sexuality. Um, Mm -hmm. So what I do is my role is I'm an empowerment and intimacy coach. And what Mm -hmm. I do is I help people who are feeling stuck in their sex lives have more passionate and fulfilling sex. That's uh, kind of an intro. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I can't imagine that it's not something that you come up with in primary school. Like when people (laughs) ask you, like, (laughs) what do you want to become when you grow up? Yeah. Um, So, yeah inform us yeah um yeah no when I was little this is not what I envisioned myself doing at all (laughs) Mm -hmm. I um actually it's funny that you bring that up when I was little I always wanted to be a dancer and I spent pretty much from age four until I was about 24 dancing I was a professional Mm -hmm. dancer for kind of all of my life I went to school for ballet and that was I think kind of what ignited that that interest of human connection it was this constant dance of interacting with my fellow dancers and using the body and touching and emoting emotion and also have always been a very like sexual person ever since I um kind of hit puberty I felt pretty open about my sexuality I I had pretty supportive mm-hmm. parents I wasn't raised extremely religious but I definitely didn't grow up somewhere where everyone was very fluid and open about sexuality. It was pretty, Mm -hmm. it was a pretty taboo thing to discuss and talk Mm -hmm. about. Um, But I always felt that having shame around it was wrong. I didn't feel that I needed to feel shameful in my sexuality. So I Mm -hmm. started kind of expressing myself and exploring, um, I think starting around like 17 and 18. And I really allowed myself to flow with my desires and passions. Um, 
And sometimes it was really beautiful and sometimes it wasn't, you know, we all live and learn. Um, through relationships and through that exploration, I really became extremely fascinated with human connection and communication and just relationships in general. Kind of like ever since I knew that you like started with uh, dance and then kind of transitioned into this very different way, I think, of also viewing your body mm. because like from yeah. what I can imagine like I never been a, a professional ballet dancer but I think that you are kind of just constantly wanting it to like be better or do better or yes. be different more flexible skinnier whereas I can imagine that if you want to have a good relationship with your body and with your partner um, whether in a sexual way or just like in whatever way you need to really accept it Yeah. So maybe you can tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You were very, very on point with everything you just said. I, forces you, it forces you to look at yourself in the mirror all day, mm -hmm. every day and judge yourself. Yeah. And so, yes, I, I also don't have like the traditional, like very tall, very lean body type. So mm -hmm. I was pretty regularly criticized by teachers like, very openly that I didn't have the right body and that I would never make it. And mm -hmm. I transitioned more into modern and contemporary dance in college um, because it mm -hmm. just felt more natural in my body type. But yes, I spent actually until like the first 25 years of my life, I was very capable of using my body and expressing myself through my body, but I was mm -hmm. extremely uncomfortable within my body. And Mm -hmm. I it felt like I would wake up in the morning and almost click in this cassette tape of just like negative self-talk of like what does your body look oh. like today that is your self-worth mm -hmm. like oh you're not doing enough like oh you should have worked out more like we would work out even after going to dance eight mm -hmm. hours a day <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and so thankfully through yoga and through some amazing teachers that I've had and workshops that I've been in I finally realized that once I kind of stepped away from dance, I was able to look at the relationship with my body in a different way. And I realized that yeah. my body is not a representation of my soul. Mm. My soul is who I am. And my body is just this temple and vessel that kind of carries it around. And I started treating myself very differently. Um, but one of the main things that actually brought me into this kind of world of sexuality and relationships and communication is such discomfort that I was having in my own sexuality and mm -hmm. now that we're kind of on the topic of body and sexuality being yeah. related I was in this long-term relationship he was wonderful he's a beautiful mm -hmm. beautiful partner but I was so uncomfortable in my body for mm -hmm. so long that I did not know how to be comfortable in my sexuality and it ended up kind of pulling it totally pulled us apart and we ended up separating moving on and we're still friends but yeah it's it's a huge part of what I do in my coaching is like I always mm -hmm. start with a relationship with the body because I deeply believe that unless we are able to feel comfortable in our bodies we're going to have a really hard time feeling comfortable sharing our bodies with someone else yeah yeah no I I definitely think that is so relatable just everything that you said like from uh, with the negative self-talk and then mm -hmm. like my body is my identity and my worth yeah. to like being able to just be yourself and accept yourself I think ballet mm -hmm. and like 
like gymnastics, like certain things are like so intense on the body and so particular about body type. But I think every woman in Western society deals with this. I think I had a really Mm -hmm. extreme version of it, but so many of my clients and even just like friends of mine and family who are just women in our society, it's, Mm -hmm. we're taught from a very young age that our, our beauty or our bodies are, our value or our worth Mm -hmm. and it's a really tricky thing to start to unlearn Mm -hmm. when did you realize okay this it this thing that I'm like telling myself uh is not the truth because you constantly like say it to yourself yeah uh, so you can't see that you're being crazy (laughs) uh, basically yeah um so what was the moment that you kind of realized um that and then also how did that flow into kind of you helping others there's there's like two moments that really stick out in my mind of like the big shift that happened for me so for Mm -hmm. me it really was like stepping away from dance I had a really bad injury and I as dancers we typically just push through injuries so I finally was like yeah I'm gonna take a year off and then I actually never went back and so when I took time off and was injured, I started going to these yin yoga classes. It's a very yeah. slow, feminine version of yoga. went into these yin yoga classes and I slowly started physically healing my body, but I started learning about yoga philosophy. I started connecting to a more spiritual side of myself. Mm-hmm. My body did not change. It actually like 100% did not change. But I kept looking at myself in the mirror and I slowly started developing this love. And so it was a very mm-hmm. slow process. But I think it was it was one of the first times in my life that I had ever been in a room full of women who were not competing, mm-hmm. who were genuinely mm-hmm. in this space to support one another and were just working on themselves. And it was kind of this mm-hmm. collective understanding of like, we've got some work to do and we're all here to do it together. (laughs) And so I think that was the big shift. And then truly when I feel like when I finally like took that cassette tape out and like threw it away was Mm -hmm. this workshop. I was, I was teaching in a yoga teacher training, but as they trained me to lead it, I had to go through the training myself. And I, they had this exercise where we had to speak to our deepest limiting belief and then mm-hmm. rewrite the story and I was so wow. nervous I was so like powerful. yeah and it was like a, we all got into small groups and we all like held each other while we did it and supported each other and it was such a vulnerable space again it was mostly women mm-hmm. and I finally it was the first time it it like kind of just like came out of me I just realized mm-hmm. I knew like I had knew my whole life that like, I don't like my body. I have this deep hate for my body. But then finally, Mm -hmm. when I was in this space, I said it out loud. I was like, okay, like I hate my body. And then it just kind of came out of my mouth. I was like, but my body is not a representation of my soul. And Mm -hmm. truly from that day, I've like, my body's actually changed from that day. I had a really like unhealthy eating habits. I would fluctuate a lot in my weight. And now it's just like, I I take care of my body because I want to love it versus taking care mm-hmm. of it to look a certain way. And it's, I've never felt healthier. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And it sounds so huge. Yeah. And so relatable again. So yeah. please continue. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> no, 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 no. And going back to the second question of how that is incorporated into my coaching is that 
it's still a process. I'm not in this space where it's just like every day I wake up and I'm like, I am a hundred percent in love with my body, but I do mm-hmm. wake up having more acceptance for it and really just allowing mm-hmm. it to exist and remembering that it is not my worth. It's not my value. So I think that that's how it really resonates with my clients and the people that I work with yeah. is that it's, it's still a process for me. It looks mm-hmm. a lot better than when it was like this terrible relationship, but it's, mm-hmm it's still something that I'm working on. So it's, that's how I incorporate it is that it is this, it's a relationship. It's just like a romantic relationship. It's, we are in relationship with our body. So it's going to take nurturing. It's going to take patience. Mm -hmm. Some days are going to be really awesome and other days are going to be hard. And I think looking at it as a relationship is what really helps the progress within the people that I help. It makes so much sense. If you kind of explain it like that. (laughs) I'm also very like interested in what actually you do. It's still a little bit abstract. I mean, of like, course, I, yeah. I can see that you help people to accept their bodies, but like, how do you? Because we all want that underneath all our kind of material desires, we all want to just be happy and love ourselves and like kind of be free from the constant battle of needing to change who we are. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you approach that in your coaching? Yeah, I, another lovely question. I, um, it kind of runs throughout my whole program. What I offer is this three month program where we meet three times a month. Mm -hmm. So it's, there's time to integrate as well throughout the three months because we're not meeting every week. And it's, it's so many different things. I think what I really Mm -hmm. start with is acceptance as well as this really just neutrality with the body Mm -hmm. I feel like I've heard a lot about like body love and like love your body like everything's great you know but it's really hard Mm -hmm. to just like look at the parts that you're insecure about be like I love you versus Mm -hmm. looking at the parts and really just being like I'm gonna allow you to exist just as you are and I'm not gonna have any opinion so it's not Mm -hmm. like I have to deeply love you but I'm going to try to stop hating you. (laughs) Mm. And so that's a big theme within my first couple sessions that I teach. But another big thing of getting into the body, I think, is, and like really loving the body, is leaning into our sexuality. Sexuality is such a power for every human being. It's, It's a force that lives within all of us. And again, if that feels like something that's being either shamed or dimmed or anything it's it's really hard to feel alive in our bodies so it looks like tapping into desires and learning what the body wants and what it likes it's also Mm -hmm. learning how to communicate and use the voice it's getting into tantra which i can talk more about which is really getting into the breath i think that often we forget that our breath is the body like we're using Mm -hmm. our lungs we're using our nose our mouth our throat It's all a part of the body. Um, And another big thing that I like to focus on is really just appreciating the function of the body versus just the external appearance. So Mm -hmm. getting into how amazing and how powerful like our pussies are and how beautiful and lovely (laughs) like our feminine curves are and and all Uh of that, which is, again, it's something that takes time and energy. But I think when we make the commitment to work on that part of ourselves and Mm -hmm. take and like really take the first step in starting that process of 
accepting our bodies is how we kind of set ourselves up for the rest of our lives. Yeah, it sounds beautiful and like beyond powerful. And <laughs> I'm still very curious about Tantra. Mm. Uh, as you said, that you like we're going to talk a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know so much about it. Mm -hmm. I know that it has to do something with sex but it doesn't like you don't need to really interact with another person yes uh in order to kind of practice santra mm -hmm. um please tell me yeah. <laughs> honestly yeah. yeah tantra is such a like interesting thing to try to define because it is mm -hmm. so broad and vast it's just like yoga it's a good way to look at it is like a lot of people think yoga is standing on the mat doing the poses in a studio or at home or whatever that looks mm -hmm. like. But there's yeah. also meditation. There's also the philosophy. There's the deep roots of yoga. There's the sacred text that you can read. Yoga mm -hmm. is this huge broad thing and the actual poses or the asana is such a, yeah. a piece of it. And that's how Tantra is. The sex of interacting with someone mm -hmm. else is a piece of it. I really mm -hmm. think that for me, like my definition of Tantra is finding deep presence with all of the pleasures of life and oh, wow for example <laughs> like this morning I went on a walk and I was kind of in a funky mm -hmm. mood and I was like trying to allow myself and accept myself in that mood mm -hmm. and I was like this kind of sucks so as I was walking I decided not to have music and then I found this beautiful open area and I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna dance a little bit and I ended mm -hmm. up dancing and kind of improving in the space and then As I walked home, I continued dancing like through the streets. I was just like, I don't care who sees me. I want mm -hmm. to feel pleasure right now. And so mm -hmm. that was almost a way of practicing Tantra for me in the morning is dancing because that's pleasure for me. That brings me pleasure. That brings me joy. Um, but it's also a way of creating sacred sexuality within yourself mm -hmm. or your partnership. Because right now it sounds as if you're kind of trying to be very present mm -hmm. in your body in the moment. And you kind of integrate that in whatever setting you find yourself in. Yes. So you can just feel and really experience everything. Yes. Is that kind of like... And then Tantra offers kinds of like ways to do that or learn that. Is that kind of uh, correct? Yes. Yeah, very much oh, so. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah the Tantra, it's, it's just like practicing yoga. Like Tantra, is, mm -hmm. there's different exercises that you can practice with yourself to create just a deep presence with the body. There's ways that okay. you can create deeper presence as you're self-pleasuring or deeper presence... Mm -hmm when you're interacting with a partner um, and, and again, deeper presence as you're just taking that first bite of your breakfast or that first mm -hmm. sip of your coffee and really yeah. being present with it instead of just letting it go by because there's really yeah. such pleasure in everything that mm -hmm. we do. Yeah. So yeah, you had it very right. No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The presence <laughs> is, I feel like the presence is really like that deep presence is really the root of it and like the foundation and then it kind of grows from there. Yeah. Beautiful. It sounds beautiful. Um, so please uh, continue with uh, how you were, how it's integrated in your sexuality and sex life and yeah. what you were just about to say yeah. before I interrupted. <laughs> about a year and a half ago, I walked into my first tantra workshop and i was mm -hmm. so excited i had met these 
like group of people at a party and I immediately was like drawn to them I was like what do you do mm-hmm. like who are you because they were all just like so <laughs> happy and free and like flowing and dancing mm-hmm. and they were like hey we're having a workshop this weekend you should come and thankfully uh, my partner at the time was very open and he was like I will come with you and I was so excited I walked in and I immediately was like what am I doing <laughs> I was mm-hmm. so nervous I was so scared I was not this like sexual goddess that I thought I was, but the workshop mm-hmm. was one of the most enlightening experiences that I had ever had. And I had done a lot of different workshops and things in my life. And mm-hmm. there was there was so much time within the space to look at the fear and look at what was coming up and really sit with that and see how that's showing up in other areas of my life. So there was all of this all this release of fear. I was just about to move across the country. I'd, I was just feeling so ungrounded and it completely rooted me in myself and my body. Mm-hmm. And we also learned all these beautiful, we were using the cobra breath. It's this very mm-hmm. like intricate tantric breath. Um, and we studied that all weekend. And so what it was, it's a way of bringing the breath into sex. So my partner at the time and I, we would practice together and it would, what it would do is as we were kind of getting into like the physicality and like the movement of sex and like really speeding mm-hmm. things up, we would pause. We would simply pause and kind of like lower the vibration with the breath. And then we would kind of pick it back up and continue. And then we would do this a couple times to the point where when we did finally arrive, where we were like, okay, let's, let's orgasm, let's do it. It would open us both up and create such a, strong and like pretty crazy experience within our orgasm that we were like we both were like what is this um and so that was sounds great it was again (laughs) fabulous and like not every time was perfect but it was we both just had this one experience where we were like whoa like neither of us had Mm -hmm. ever gone that far neither of us have ever ever experienced anything like that like we were using Mm -hmm. our voices we were free in our bodies and so that was this really almost like awakening for me to be like, Mm -hmm. there's more, there's more to Mm -hmm. sex than I've ever realized or had the chance to explore, even though I'd Mm -hmm. been very lucky in my exploration before that. Um, And so the biggest, so I moved across the country, um, me and my part, that partner did not stay together, but how I really incorporate it into my life now is definitely through self-pleasure. I like to have a little ritual with myself. Um, when I used to masturbate or self-pleasure, I would very much be like, mm-hmm. all right, let's get to the orgasm. Let's get it over. Let's do it. You know, let's feel happy and then mm-hmm. move on with the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, sometimes that's great. Sometimes I still do that. I really like a slow start to intercourse, like when I'm having sex with mm-hmm. someone. So I started incorporating what I like with a partner into my own self-pleasure. And so for me, it's like maybe I start with a shower where I really feel the water or even taking a bath with oils. And then mm-hmm. I like when I do come into the space, I really just allow myself to be really gentle. Like I just start really slow, like as if someone was like rubbing my arms or my legs. And I start really gently and how I would want someone to touch me. I think that's a big part of mm-hmm. getting to know your sexuality and a big part of my program is how do you treat yourself when you make love Mm -hmm. to yourself? Like how do you make love to yourself and how can you share that with someone else or how can you express that to your needs to someone else? And so 
I've started very, very great question. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a, again, it's all a process, but mm-hmm. for me, yeah, I just started to like move a lot slower and I started making love to myself instead of just kind of, you know, getting to the spot, getting it over with, um, and moving on. I've really created more presence in my self-pleasure practice mm-hmm. and that's how I'm using it most. I love to read and listen to podcasts and things about it as well, but in my own practice, um, it's the self-pleasure and then trying to incorporate it as much as I can remember throughout my day, Mm -hmm. whether that's the morning moments or kind of feeling into my heart before bed. Yeah. It sounds as if you really kind of value yourself Mm -hmm. a lot more. Uh, I do. That's the right way to just put it. I think finding that deeper presence with the self is really where like the big the big shift has happened and it's not necessarily like having that yes that mind-blowing orgasm was like fantastic and really set me on this Mm -hmm. path but it's not that that's not necessarily what I'm like growing for or always getting to Mm -hmm. experience the biggest thing that's helped me which I haven't really spoken to before but I think this is somewhat understandable is that getting to work with tantra it's taking the expectation out of pleasure For me, again, when I was talking about like how I used to masturbate, where it was like, let's get to the Mm -hmm. orgasm, there was that expectation of that's where we're going, that's the end goal, Mm -hmm. that's how I'm happy. Mm -hmm. And there's no way to be present if you're constantly thinking about where you're going and what's supposed to be happening. And so, again, out of the realm of self-pleasure or sex or intimacy, when I live my day and I find myself expecting or thinking, what's next? Where am I going? Like, oh, I got to think about finish that thing tomorrow. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pulling myself out of the presence, which pulls me out of my body. It pulls me out of my emotions. It pulls me kind of just, it separates me from myself. Whereas if I allow myself to be present, I allow the expectation to kind of fall away. I get to have more pleasure in the moment and enjoy whatever it is I'm doing, even if it's like the laundry or dishes, (laughs) it's ways to bring more pleasure into the in-between moments. Did that make sense? (laughs) It made so much sense. Okay. Like (laughs) this whole podcast, I feel like I'm like the way that I ask you questions is just terrible because I spent all my attention just listening to what you're saying and then I'm like oh wait now it's my time to kind of respond mm. and then <laughs> oh this is resonating like on <laughs> such a deep level like I really need to be present and listen oh, and <laughs> well that's it it's working <laughs> it's amazing I think you're doing so great thank um, you so, so much thank you if you go back in time to a moment um, mm. where you felt vulnerable and like you needed guidance what would you tell yourself Hmm. Oh, such a such a thought-provoking question. If I were to go back in time when I was feeling vulnerable, what would I want to tell myself? I think what I would want to tell myself most is definitely that I'm never going to leave you. Like I never I never go away. Sometimes we'll become distant, but I'll always be there for you. I'm a I'm a deep believer in like the higher self with the capital S Mm -hmm. and the like the ego or the lower self or the more like day-to-day self with the lowercase s Mm -hmm. and there are times when I was so low and I dealt with a ton of depression and things like that growing up especially when I was in ballet and 
yeah, I think in those moments, I was just feeling so lost and alone, but I always forgot that I was there and that mm -hmm. I, the world might be changing around me and that things might be not going <laughs> the way that I had planned, but that mm -hmm. I, I would sometimes forget that I always had myself and that I was always there. Um, and so I think that's what I would want to know is that, yeah, I actually have this very distinct memory of, I packed up all my things. I was living in Austin, Texas, and I was driving across the country. I took a month road trip by myself. It was very fun, a lot of driving alone. <laughs> but I had this moment where I think I was putting like a little bit of mascara on in the in the window and I was I was in my car. I had just left a hotel and I was about to get on the road and I had this feeling of like okay, in this moment I don't have a home. Like everything I own is in my car. It's just me. Mm -hmm. What am I doing? How did I get here? Oh my god. And I was looking at myself in the mirror and the that like negative loop came up of just like being really hard on myself, like doubting where what I was doing. I was I was even critiquing the way I looked that day. And it was the most interesting thing. I was looking in the mirror and I was it was just like go 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 in my head. And then out of my mouth it actually came out loud. I was looking at myself and this voice just said, "Hey, I'm here for you." And it was like the higher yeah. self was just like, "Stop." I know that voice is really loud, but I'm still here. And so that was, it was a very interesting moment. I'm very grateful for wow. that experience, but yes. I think that's what I would, and I, this is a good question for me because even in the future, when I am in those vulnerable moments, because I know there are many to come, mm -hmm. that's what I'll remind myself of is I'm still here. I'm still doing it. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Thank, thank you. you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it was just, <laughs> you made me speechless. I just want to thank you so much. Um, and just for everyone listening, um, if they want to get in touch with you or um, follow your program or your coaching, yeah, where can they find you? Right now, kind of everything is online given mm. the yeah. circumstances of the world. But oh, yeah. yeah, eventually <laughs> I would love to be doing in person again. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, right now I offer one-on-one -on -one sessions online via Zoom. Um, Mm -hmm. and in the next in the months to come I'll be creating a group program as well which I'm really excited about but the ways to get in touch with me is um, my Instagram is Emily Henderson underscore mm -hmm. coaching and that's mm -hmm. kind of just how to get in touch with me and connect but my website is Emily hyphen Henderson dot com and what I offer is actually just a 20 minute call for us to connect. I offer that completely for free. Um, and then if it is a good match, it's a good feeling for both of us, then I then offer a free um, 90 minute coaching session, just so you can get a feeling for my coaching style, if my program feels right for you, and just a way for us to go deep um, with also just wow. keeping, yeah, the safety of um, the space. So anyone who is listening to this, I would be happy to offer that to them as well. So that is how to get in touch with me. And through that 90 minute call, I explain more about like the logistics of my program, but um, mm -hmm. kind of the outline of my program is it's three months. Um, it's one hour sessions, three times a month. And then 
we go into the body, we go into personal desire and sexuality, kind of understanding your sexuality better, and then moving into what it is that you're wanting in a relationship, whether that's in the future or your present partnership, um, how to receive love and how to give yourself love, um, and then how to really integrate all of these practices. And there's meditation and tantra and body work and lots of different things within the whole program but that's a little taste of it <laughs> yeah it sounds huge and very integrated and i just want to thank you so much for being here with me mm. today yeah and sharing like all your knowledge and your personal story and all the beautiful things that you said yeah so, thank you yeah thank you i really enjoyed it yeah i really appreciate you reaching out i appreciate what you are doing with your work and bringing your story to the world and It's been such a pleasure and honor getting to share this space with you.